Well, good morning. Uh, I wasn't really going to mention this, uh, but I was looking at my previous, and I'm bringing examples from the regular world. So let's talk about um, Wall Street Pets, GameStop, Robinhood, um, Wall Street itself, trading, short selling, uh, greed and avarice, uh, and perception, ignorance, and arguably just plain, simple, non-truths. So what's going on right now? So long story short, I'm an ex-banker, financial advisor, even stock uh, analyst, and I've held uh, a number of licenses and certifications over the years. Short selling is where you borrow shares from somebody who's planning on holding them, not selling them. So you borrow their shares with a promise to return them uh, within a certain length of time. You think that you're going to be able to sell those shares uh, for more money than what it will cost you to buy them back. So say today I borrow 100 shares from you. I think I can sell them for $20 today. And I think within the next month, uh, I'll be able to pick them up for less. Therefore, pocketing the difference because all I have to do is give back the shares. Uh, this used to be uh, something done only by big investors. Uh, now hedge funds are kind of like a wild, wild west. And so here we have a hedge fund that was openly, again, you can't hide $5 million um, blocks of share purchases. Um, they were openly uh, short-selling a stock, in this case GameStop. Now, I don't really blame them uh, when you look at some of the metrics. Uh, GameStop is selling video games. Most of them are now downloadable content, so why would you? They're getting a new CEO coming in. That usually causes some flux because you don't know what's going to happen, what this new CEO is like. This is where this metrics come comes in, right? Uh, it, me, as a stock analyst, I would go and look at more than just the industry. Uh, as example, I'd probably go visit some GameStops, and lo and behold, I have, and people still line up uh, for their video games. So they could have done a little more research. But the real issue here is, is like I said, metrics. When you look at the value of a stock, uh, if it's worth more than it's selling for, you buy it. It's as simple as that. So this hedge fund was shorting the stock to such an extent that technically in the industry we would call it naked uh, short selling, which I was trained is illegal, meaning selling more than you really have. And, uh, and in this case, there's an argument to be made that they were um, uh, attempting to force the price, share price down uh, by selling so much and, and arguably uh, if you get a big chunk of stock, what you can do is sell it in uh, separate little pieces uh, and dropping what you'll take. So say if I took 200 shares from, from uh, my buddy to sell, I'll sell 50 for 20, I'll sell 50 for 18, I'll sell 50 for 16, you know what I mean? Just as an example. Right? So they're driving the price down, but they became so greedy that they drove the price below what it was worth. Thus, they actually had a flood of investors, intelligent investors coming in buying the shares, thus causing their cost to go up. So what is this? They're blaming it on a bunch of individual investors who have just looked at this metric freely available on the internet and realize that, well, this big hedge company is abusing their power and their money and their wealth. And they're allowing their greed to cloud their judgment. 
So they short sold, again, like I said, more than the shares they were even available. So I don't know where that's going to happen as far as um, uh, penalties. But let's just talk about how they're explaining this after the fact. So we have a big hedge fund who's shorted a stock to the point where it's actually a great investment now because it's selling for $20 and it's worth 40 But what ended up happening? It was such a massive run that the price went up to $200. So now the, the, the hedge fund can't even buy the stock back to cover their short position because they can't, they didn't even make enough money to, right? Because they probably sold it at 60 or $80 a share, drove it down further, and then everyone investing drove the price up further. So again, it's two sides to a coin here. The hedge fund shorted it so much, brought the price down to say $30 when it was really worth 50. Everyone bought in because it was only $30 but worth 50. But this fear of missing out uh, drove the price way high, right? So if anything, they're just guilty of overpaying for a stock. There's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely no laws against that. And then they chose not to sell their shares. Again, nothing illegal in that. Especially if you bought high. You might as well just hold it. Why take a loss? If you hold it for a long time, hopefully someday it'll be worth something. But no, that wasn't good enough. So now we have a hedge fund who's been shorting these stocks for months to the point where, I mean, geez, they could have made money on the, the value of the stocks themselves. But no, they wanted this to continue to drop, even though it's impossible. I mean, how do you force the value of a share to go below its intrinsic value? What that means is this hedge company traded, uh, short traded, uh, game stock, game spot stock uh, to the point where it was selling for less than the pieces were worth. And what I mean by that is the stock certificate is not just the value of the company. It's also its earning potential and its future value. But in this case, if you were to just sell the company's pieces, you know, the, the buildings, the licenses and all that, if you just sold off the pieces, it's worth more than what the shares are selling for. So, of course, people are going to flood in and buy. So the hedge fund company, rather than lose their millions of dollars on this failed bet, they bet that they could borrow these shares, sell them for higher than what they could buy them back. They lost that bet because they were so greedy. What did they do? Did they uh, just accept their losses and learn their lesson? No. They called in some favors and they halted trading. Not completely like we've seen in the past. They strictly stopped allowing people to buy. Uh, you know, they could only sell their shares. Now, funny how that benefits the hedge company who needs to close their short position. And it also benefits them because if you have a share that you can no longer sell, guess what happens to the value of that share? Yeah, it drops. So imagine here, uh, legislators have halted funding, not funding, trading, to protect one hedge fund and their millions of dollars uh, in losses that they duly owe because they bet and lost. 
They've halted trading so that millions of investors who, for example, may have bought in at $200 a share are now locked from purchasing anymore so they can adjust their uh, their position, right? If you bought at 200 and the price is dropping, you can actually reduce your overall uh, risk by continuing to buy so you reduce your, your overall cost uh, per share, acquisition cost. But you can't do that because you can't buy any more shares. So you're left with you can't buy more shares yourself, but these hedge fund companies can because they still want you to sell. You're allowed to sell your shares, but you can't buy more. Wait a minute here. So who's buying them? If I can't buy, but I can sell, who's allowed to buy? Yeah, the hedge fund. So what do we have here? We have millions of individual citizen investors, smaller companies, businesses, retirement investments, mutual funds, uh, teachers, uh, pension plans, all invested to make some money. Because as I said, it wasn't just hype. This hedge fund company traded uh, a number of companies so low that their uh, inherent value was more than the share value. So it was a guaranteed investment for people. They created this mistake on their own. Not only did they lose the bet of, uh, the, for example, these companies were going to fail, but they lost the bet that the price was going to drop in the short term. But why did they lose that bet? Because they overbought and over, sorry, oversold. Uh, thus driving the price down too low. That's greed and avarice, the likes of which, and now we're getting into ignorance because what did they go and do? Rather than admitting their twofold mistake, one, they bet and lost that uh, uh, game spot was going to fail, and two, they lost at their own jobs. They failed at their own jobs because their job was to short sell and make money on these shares. Like, I mean, who sorts short sells a stock to the point where it's worth more? It's ridiculous. It is absolutely, I'm sorry, all these men should lose their jobs. Sorry, all these individuals should lose their jobs. And anyone who allowed this to happen should go to jail. And what's going on now is they've, like I said, halted trading. So if you bought at $200, now you can only sell, but you can't buy, so you can't fix your position, and you're watching as the price drops, right? If they're telling you you can't buy anymore, but go ahead and sell, who's buying? But if only certain people can buy, then the overall value of, uh, of that stock will drop. So now a hedge fund company has pulled in favors to save them from losing a few billion dollars, and the solution was to halt trading on the entire market. So now individual investors, this could be millions of individuals, are losing billions of dollars, not for anything they've done. They bought a stock that was worth more than it was selling for. And that stock kept rising. So again, there is no reason why you wouldn't. That was a sound investment as the price continued to rise, especially knowing that this hedge fund had to satisfy its short sell position. Yet here we are. Every news outlet is saying that Walmart, uh, Walmart, Wall Street bets was hacking or this story or that story. Even PBS I watched last night and it 
literally is like somebody from Wall Street called in a favor or offered to give him a, an insider tip if they weren't uh, if they were to not mention these simple truths. That one, uh, naked short sellings against the law. They sold 120% of the available stock. Two, um, short selling uh, a stock to the point where it is now worth more than the stock is selling for is absolutely incompetent uh, of a financial professional, right? It's incompetent because you're actually eroding your own um, position. Your position is for this uh, stock to drop. Like they should have closed their uh, their position. Do you understand what I mean? They should have bought the stocks back and given them back before the price hit a point where it was a guaranteed um, win for anybody buying the stock. Right? If the break-even point, that's really what we calculate. So if a uh, stock... If you sold a company and all of its assets and it was worth $20 a share, you should go no lower than that, right? Because um, arguably people aren't going to invest in a company in its parts. That's why there's this, um, these corporate raiders. They break this stuff up, right? Because they can see the future, the potential, and they have the access to the, uh, to the capital. For the average individual, that's not possible. Right, So we just buy what is good value. And that's all that happened here. There was no hacking on Wall Street. They discovered they were short-selling a stock. They were discovering, that, which is a guaranteed investment, which means even if the stock is dropping, if everyone starts buying it, you know the price is going to have to go up some because when they start satisfying their short position, they're going to have to buy millions of shares because you saw them sell millions of shares. Again, Open information, this is not hacking. It's just, you know, a Google browser. So they bought and they held. As I said, it's the only successful investment strategy known to history. Buy good stocks and hold for the long term. So holding your investments not against the law either. I mean, I may update this later because we may see how this comes out. I've said this before. Uh, these things tend to be a little elastic. Like in 2008, it was bad commodities. They bundled bad investments that failed. They changed some legislation. They did a, a bailout. And yet, we're back in the same position because a few years ago, they reversed uh, that legislation. So, I mean, these same uh, individuals can pull the same tricks. And yet, here's one that should not go unpunished. We have big regulators in the pockets of just absolute nabobs. Right. So we're going to keep on top of this. As I said, I'm an ex-banker and a financial advisor and stockbroker. So I understand a little bit better what's going on. The only thing that shocked me is to see nobody talking about the truth here. Right? They overstepped what is allowed. They overstepped what is normal human behavior and they overstepped what is professional conduct they overstepped even sound investment strategy and yet funding was halted to protect them now they made a bet and and lost they made mistakes professionally and deserve to pay for that All right so 
as an ex-banker and uh, someone who uh, likes to think of himself as uh, following a middle way, I thought I would share a perspective that seems to be wanting today. Uh, yeah. If you have any questions, by all means, uh, we can always go into this further. I do uh, not just a podcast, but uh, we're expanding to a website and a Discord channel, which is already up, uh, YouTube, and uh, yeah, we're making this uh, we're making this a lifestyle channel. I've spent the last year or two taking all of the courses online, anything to do with mindfulness or meditation or Vedanta uh, or Buddhism, um, Vipassana. I've taken hundreds of courses. I've read thousands of books. As I've said, I'm looking uh, to share my journey uh, to heal. Not just my diseases, but I like to call it the uh, modern malaise that we all suffer, right? This uh, consumption-based economy, this uh, even the mindfulness-based approaches that is just mere acceptance is not based in the uh, the original teachings. And we're not talking about one particular te teacher. What we're talking about is historic human truths. Humanity has seen that there are certain truths in our lives. Equanimity, just uh, in French, a much better defined word that has to do with we are all part of one system and we need to treat it as such. Right? Like ripples in a lake... The idea is you don't know how far your actions reach, the cause and effect. It is simply the faith we talked about, Shraddha. You must have faith in these simple truths that the self is but a construct that we attach to. We must live a much more magnanimous lifestyle. Even if someone uh, trespasses against us, we must use compassion and empathetic joy and equanimity, oneness of all being to guide us. Because loving kindness isn't enough. We must uh, come together as not just, uh, I mean, as in a complete uh, ecosystem. I mean, this is what seems to be missing. This idea that the truth matters. Uh, but, I mean, I'll quote, an intelligent man, Thomas Sowell, he says, uh, he, he uh, uses a variation of an expression that I use. I say there's no, um, there is no solution without compromise. And he just, he just uh, admits that there is no, there is no, um, I can't remember the quote, you'll have to look it up. Well, I apologize. I can't remember what he says, but um, you can certainly watch the movie. Not a waste of time. Thomas, Thomas Salt, Common Sense in a Senseless World. Uh, and I guess I'll end on another quote, which I think is even more apropos. When you want to help people, you tell them the truth. When you want to help yourself, you tell them what they want to hear.